TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. 26 days, David Olson. 26 days till pitchers and catchers report. It's about all we can think of right now in the city of Chicago as our beloved bear go down to the Green Bay Packers. It is the Packers and the Steelers in Super Bowl 40. That's an X and an L and a V down in Dallas. The big dog and the coach with you. Hope everybody out there had an outstanding sports weekend. And hopefully uh, the week coming ahead is going to be a great one for you, too. We do know who the two compatriots are in the Super Bowl. What we don't know is where the big dog slept last night. How are you, Joe Radwanski? Coach, I'm doing all right, and, and I ended up sleeping in some alley on the south side of the city of Chicago last night. Was worried about you. I was worried. Wait, hold on. we got to listen to the end of the talk zone music here. <laughs> oh, big dog, as soon as the uh, final tick had talked, as soon as the final talk had ticked and Julius Peppers was smiling while he was shaking hands with all the Green Bay Packers. My next immediate thought was, where is the big dog? How are you doing? We tried to send people to find you. I know you take these defeats hard. I'm glad you, you sound like you, well, you don't sound like you're okay, but at least you're on the phone. So we know, um, thanks can't be, you're not calling us from a hospital, are you? No, no, I'm not calling you from a hospital. Luckily, I, I do have the nurse with me today, coach, so I, I didn't do anything stupid. Oh, is this nurse, uh, Something pie or something? What was her nurse's name? Yeah, that's that's close enough. Who was the massage therapist in South Korea, Ming Lee? Or? Oh, that was uh, Hyun Kim. Hyun Kim? Hyun Kim. <laughs> oh, are we going to have any gift certificates to give to any of our fine listeners as a prize? Oh, well, I, I actually I have no idea, Coach. But to be quite honest with you, I'll be more than happy to give something away. All right. Well, I certainly hope so. The Bears uh, gave a lot away yesterday, Big Dog. They lose the ball game, and uh, certainly some of it was the Packers doing the right thing, a lot of it doing the Bears doing the wrong thing. We'll talk about Pittsburgh knocking off the Jets, too. Um, where do you start, Big Dog? I guess, you know, everybody talking about Jake Cutler and the knee injury. By the way, if I could throw some very quick kudos to myself, I, I, you know, I, watched, I didn't watch a lot of the pregame experts uh, during the week, not just pregame, but, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, the big buildup for the championship game. So I didn't watch it all. Maybe some of these guys brought it up. And, and the stuff that I, I watched or listened to, I didn't hear anybody. Outside of the brilliance of myself, Big Dog, as I gave myself a giant pat on the back, who had mentioned, please do not forget, the backup quarterbacks can play an important role in this game. Nobody talks about it, but I always say, you've heard me say this before, you're one hit away. One hit away from a guy coming in that nobody's talking about at the most important position, and certainly that happened to the beloved Bear yesterday. Uh, Coach, I did want to compliment you. Uh, Thank you. You're doing exactly that. Even though I picked both games wrong. Well, you (laughs) did bring that up, and and if you remember right, I said, don't even waste a series on Todd Collins to find out the kid can't play. He can't go right to Caleb Haney. Isn't that what I said when you brought up that that fact? You are exactly right, as were... Quite frankly, 97% of the Bear fans realize that. David Olson, you were 
Yeah, I, I have no idea why they didn't waive him yep. during the regular season. Yep. You're, after, you're exactly right. Uh, you know, after those dismal performances he, he put in, because uh, uh, against who was it? Was it the Giants? Yep. When, yeah, I mean, I, I don't understand why they didn't just waive the guy. Oh, Dave, he knows the offense from his back, <laughs> throwing it to the wrong team. But at least he knew what he was doing. Well, oh man, it's not only his knowing the offense, and it's probably Mike Martz's primary. I would imagine Martz is the guy who makes the call. Lovey Smith could overrule it, but um, when you watch him come in the game, the Todd Collins lift, if you will, the adrenaline kick for the rest of the team is zero. In fact, it's it's like five below. Winchell. When you bring Caleb Haney in, as in many other backup quarterbacks, they're not as talented, but typically the team will at least get an immediate surge, Big Dog. When Collins comes in, it's like they all go stiff. You're exactly right, Coach. And no matter what, you should have brought Caleb Haney in the game, but especially especially against a team with a wicked pass rush. You know you know the guy's going to have to move. Todd Collins can't move at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was horrible. Right when he came in, <laughs> I, was, I just closed my eyes. Oh, let's get this out of the way right off the bat, dog. Uh, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people in Chicago criticizing Jay Cutler, saying he took himself out of the game, he could have played through the pain, et cetera, et cetera. I got to know which side of the fence uh, you fall in the criticism of the knee injury, not the performance, but sitting out in the second half, Jay Cutler. You know, I, I really don't know how bad it is. I, I don't. I'm not about to say the guy is, uh, you know, a loser or he's a, a you know, the really bad word, mm-hmm. but. To be honest with you, Coach, he better be hurt really, really, really bad in order to come out of that game. Mm-hmm. And and you know, I'm a I'm a type of guy I played with broken ankles. My I had a really bad pain in my back my junior year in high school when the season was done. Found out there was a crack on the bottom vertebrae. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom flipped out. You know, so I'm not just saying yeah, you should be tough enough and play with it. I actually, you know, I played a game once with a broken ankle when I was at McMurray College. Didn't realize it. But I thought it was just sprained really bad. They take me to the hospital. They're like, "Oh, it was broken." Went during the bye week, so, yeah. you know. And then I they put it in the cast. Two weeks later, uh, I would took the cast off and taped it up and played with it. Absolutely, so, you know, that's our theory here on the uh, TalkZone.com. Two guys in a mic, just pop it back into place, tape it up, get out there and be brave. So it, and, it's only it's a broken a really, ankle. Really w- weird way for Jay Cutler's sake. I hope he goes under the knife over the next couple of days, and it's a really bad knee injury for yeah. his own sake. I hope mm-hmm. it's a bad knee injury. All right, well, I did or, just. Because, Coach, the last thing I thought we were going to get out of this game, I thought maybe a heartbreaking loss. Okay, not only do you get a heartbreaking loss, now we have a quarterback controversy. Who's going to be the quarterback of the Bears next season? At least that's how we had that settled. And no. We definitely don't now. No, we, there's no quarterback controversy. Whether Jay Cutler is good enough and he's the guy that could be consistent enough and whether his personality, his, his lack of personality or his negative personality can be overcome by uh, – you know, hopefully a talent surge, but there's no quarterback controversy. Big Doe Jay Cutler is the starting quarterback. Hopefully you're being somewhat facetious, although I didn't catch much fascism. No, no, no. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm being totally, 100% brutally honest with you. I think what? there's a quarterback controversy now. Really? If he isn't hurt really bad, there's a quarterback controversy. Coach. Oh, okay. So if they find out he pulled himself out and didn't tough it through. Not, yeah. So not on talent alone. That's an interesting angle. That's one I have not heard. Let me just get our record by saying, uh, and you know me, I don't like Jake Cutler at all. I think he's overrated as a player and certainly dislike his personality, but I am not going to question the knee injury. I do think he was legitimately injured. I can't imagine any other reason why he wouldn't be out there, especially Big Dog after watching the first six, seven games of the season. When he got absolutely hammered and destroyed, 
And the one positive we thought about all this is Jay Cutler's willing to get up after a hit and another yeah. hit and another hit and still perform. Yes, and but there's there's a there is a little bit of difference of having a knee injury and getting hit in the head and being loopy and still staying out there and playing. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I okay. coach, I, I think you're right. I really do think you're right. And I think he is tough enough, and you know this he is hurt really bad. So I, I'm not about to throw the guy under the bus. Mm-hmm. So right. hockey, I would throw him underneath the zamboni. Big dog, you are not here to see, but apparently producer uh, David Olson is either taken ill, disagreed with your comments. Or had to make a major rush to the bathroom. Randy Myers, assistant producer, has stepped in behind the glass. And he's doing all kind of switching with the microphone wires or the wires behind. So it is possible right now the two of us are just talking to ourselves. The other possibility is with the wire switching, you, I don't know, you, right now your voice might be heard like an Arabic in six different continents. I think Not you're... bad, coach. I'll tell you, football, the discussion of football in Arabic is much better than English. Yeah. This show come with a translator or like subtitles because we should. We should, Randy. I don't know if you know it or not. We do, uh, we do regular research on the show. We have found our show is significantly more popular with people that have English as a second language. Right, big dog. That's been our kind of our uh, standard modus operandi ever since we started. The people that fully understand the English language, our ratings are not as good. English is a second language. We're pretty popular. Yes, we are definitely. Yeah, you're. Uh, you know, I don't know if sp- people people that like speak Tagalog love our show. Coach. Yeah, sports talk radio in third world countries, big dog. You could uh, you could have a career there. That's not a bad idea, coach. It's not. I, I hate to tell you the way we're going with this country. This might be the third world country. That's the second most bizarre comment you've made, right behind the fact that the Bears have a quarterback controversy. When I say bizarre. It's probably not that far from the truth, sad but true. That's a heavy thought for this okay. early. All the Bear fans are trying to get over the fact that we're not in the Super Bowl, we lost to the Packers, and all of a sudden the big dog is throwing in the fact that we might soon become a third-world country. That's a, yeah. that's a rough thing to take for the Bear fans this morning, big dog. <laughs> yeah, like yesterday, like, oh, I can't do it. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm trying to find a job, pay my mortgage. i got other yeah. things to worry about yeah. with the weather. Uh, no, but it was a tough walk yesterday. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. it was funny. Is like, uh, like when I'm walking to go to the Tidlitz, you know, I just got done dropping off uh, uh, the the nurse at the bridal expo, coach, and uh, that 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 was a lot of fun. By the way, <laughs> bridal expo sounds like expo. a good good time was had by all. Oh yeah, I mean, legitimately, coach. I, it, it, there's nothing like seeing a a gay man in a tuxedo acting like a uh, <laughs> acting like he's a groom, like he was ever going to get married. Uh-huh. Maybe to a guy named Chuck. <laughs> but, uh, how did you get that particular gig well no, i was just doing the right thing coach okay. so uh, i you know I'm, I'm walking there and i'm like actually i legitimately thought i ain't gonna worry about anything but the bears game today mm-hmm. and to totally just get my mind off of everything watch some football and you know by the end of the day i was like man i'd rather be worried about my mortgage right now than than, I, than mm-hmm. watching the bears how bad it was for the first quarter and a half of that football game so it just they just kept teasing you coach kept teasing you kept teasing you you know, the Brian Erlacher, what a great interception. And then he gets what, knocked over by Aaron Rodgers. How, how Aaron Rodgers makes that tackle. That right there saved the game. If you, if you think about the way it was going, even though the Packers thoroughly outplayed the Bears yesterday, they were one play away. They really were. A play here or a play there, you can say, yeah, the Bears would have got totally lucky and won another game. 
That was my thought process as the third quarter started to meander on once we realized Cutler was out of it. It was like Green Bay was a couple touchdowns up. They were clearly dominant in the first half. So I didn't have that feeling in the first half. But still, only two touchdowns up. And they had a couple opportunities. They were in field goal range. I think a penalty one time. The interception you mentioned, a brutal. You call it a great interception by Brian Urlacher. I call it just a horrible. Horrible play by one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time, Aaron Rodgers. Was all I'm saying. Was the, yes, I don't. That's a really tough catch that most people don't make. Uh, okay. most inside linebackers don't make. Good hands, good hands by Brian Urlacher, but a brutal throw by Aaron Rodgers. But you got the feeling all it took was a Packer field goal, go up three scores, game over. But the fact that the game kept going on, backup quarterbacks are in. We're only two touchdowns down. The Packers started to go in a shell. Aaron Rodgers, by the way, nobody's talking about this. His noose tightened. The neckline on that Green Bay Packer green and gold jersey tightened up. He short-armed a lot of throws after that interception to Erlocker. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right, Coach. Yeah. So and, and, uh, and, and, and I think Mike McCarthy's play calling, you know, instead of being really free, mm-hmm. he kind of he got a little conservative, I would think, also. Yep. And I'm just thinking, as weird a season as it's been for the Bears, how everything has fallen into place. We don't need to go into all the things that have happened, but I think the Bear fans realize we've been uh, quite fortuitous this year. I just thought, you know what? I don't know if it's going to be Collins or Haney, but somehow, some way, we're going to find a freaking way to pull this game out. And it didn't end out that way, but it it just seemed like uh, the Packers couldn't put the Bears away. You know from experience, Big Doug, if you don't put a team away, they can come back and bite you. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly what I was thinking because I told us, some guy I met at the at the Liz last night. He was hanging out with the, like with my friends and and you know I had mentioned I'm like I, I think the Bears are going to look bad all day before the game even started mm-hmm. and just so, and tease us all day long figure out a way to win at the end. This is going to be like the greatest victory we've ever had in our entire lives. So like in the middle of the first quarter, he's like, "We should be getting killed." I'm like, "We should be down thirty nothing." I mean, it felt like that. And then all of a sudden, the Bears get the interception off a of, off of. Uh, the foot of what was it, Greg Jennings or James Jones, who was yep. the ball, and then brings And I'm like, you know, they're going to get some points here, and they get nothing, nothing. Oh, that was that was really disheartening at that point. No you question know, you, about it. A 14-3 or 14-7 would have looked great, but 14-3 would have been fine with me mm-hmm. going into halftime at that point, and then they get no points out of it. Eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. Me and the big dog uh, commenting on the Bear Packer game. We'll get the Steelers and Jets in just a second. We got. So excited in our thoughts on the game yesterday, Big Doe. We have not invited our fine listeners out there to uh, join in the discussion, the good, the bad, the ugly, everything in between. So many things to talk about both on field and off. Uh, Both games were kind of strange games in a way. Both games similar in the uh, comeback variety. But uh, fans, you're invited to check in, talk to the Big Dog and the coach at 888-463-6748. Dial it up, 11 lines open if you want to try to squeeze in. You can also email us at mike 2 Guys at AOL.com, M-I-C in the number two. Mike, two guys, AOL.com. Big dog right from the get-go, Aaron Rodgers, uh, as bad as he was in the second half. Wow. That first drive, most of his first-half performance, the Packers looked dominant, at least for uh, 30 minutes of football. Yeah, the thing about that, at one point in the game, the Bears were, what was it, they're 0 for 9? Did they get 0 for 10? I don't know how long it went without third downs, but it seemed like every yeah. third down that the Packers were facing – Aaron Rodgers completed an incredible pass. Mm. So yeah, the guy was playing absolutely phenomenal. One might wonder why we didn't cover Greg Jennings. I mean, I could see after the first pass, but then after the second and the third, 
it was like the Bear defense of previous years where they seem to be giving big cushion deep. And then there's the underneath coverage, but there's that vast area in between. And, again, you get burned her once or twice, big dog. But in the first half, they were doing that consistently, and Bears just couldn't get that tight coverage. Yeah, you're exactly right. It's like uh, whether they ran the skinny post with the wide receivers or the wide receiver just ran 15 yards on the field and cut in, and as soon as he cut in, you know, they it wouldn't they wouldn't wait until we get covered by Erlach or they would, Rodgers would throw it before the mm-hmm. – like Erlach would get into the line of, of the throw. All day long. I mean, how many times did you see Greg Jennings just run 15 yards on the field and just yep. boom, cut in it, and bam, the ball was right there. Mm-hmm. Right there every time. So, that's really frustrating. <laughs> a disheveled and disheartened Joel Radwanski. Trying to put things in perspective. The fact that many people out there, uh, you know, searching for jobs, trying to pay their rent, even took a couple quantum leaps forward and mentioned the way uh, this fine United States is going. We could be a third world country at some point. And we're trying to put all that in perspective. It's only a game, Big Doe, but still 24 hours after. And I know the pain will subside. But we are still in mourning. It is our obituary to our beloved Chicago Bear at this point. I know you feel down. And anything I can do to um, make you feel a little bit better today? Can I send you flowers? Uh, if you're going to send something, Coach, uh, like a singing telegram would be would be good. Okay. How about flowers? Like a singing telegram. Could we have our listeners send you flowers with a little envelope and maybe a little uh, little tiny cashola in the envelope? Would that help that you? The cash would definitely help right now. Beautiful. I'm sure. So that... Anybody wants to send cash, to uh, just send it to my P.O. box, bigdog.com. I'm sure a lot of listeners are typing in the www.1800flowers.com website as we speak. Oh, excellent. I really appreciate that, everybody. <laughs> Oh, David Olson, uh, you had a, a little different feel. You, I know you were rooting for the Bears, but you felt the Green Bay Packer were in control the entire time. I did, yeah. I did. I just felt the back, uh, second half, after they threw that pick, they just kind of backed things off, and they said, we're just going to run the clock. And they started, they, they, they started running more. They started uh, taking less chances. I mean, it was a lot of three and outs and a lot of three and outs, but they were, they were eating the clock. Mm-hmm. Basically, not worried about bare backup quarterbacks. Exactly, right. exactly. And, Just... and then, and when they got conservative and did have to punt the ball, David, they did a phenomenal job of making sure Devin Hester didn't get room. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, that that was a huge key to the game was the the coverage on, on Devin. How about so. their punter? That guy was outstanding. Not just the kicks to Hester, but the way he put the ball out of bounds, field position. And we were supposed to have the edge in special teams. David Olson, their punter, was outstanding. Our special teams, great all season. Al Stinko in the championship game. Yeah. Yeah. Brad Maynard back next year, uh, special teams expert, David Olson? I believe so. You do? I believe so, yeah. Okay. He did have a bad season. He did. There was a lot yeah. of plays that they did not pin people down, and, and he's never had a huge leg. Uh, Corey Graham. Why, why is he st- stepping on the line? Come on. That that play right there was brutal. Yep. Yep. I mean, and we're talking about Corey Graham, who we all thought belonged on the, you know, as the Pro Bowl representative for uh, special teams here uh, over at uh, that kid, Eric Meek of uh, Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And he's been awesome all season long when he makes that play. Yep. It was really frustrating. Yep. For the most part, our special teams, you know, great all season long. Big advantage coming in. Uh, you know, it was only one game, obviously, that the Packers clearly outplayed the Bears on special teams. And they picked, let's just put it this way, Dawg, they picked a bad game, the wrong game, to have a bad game. Yeah. Could have used, could have used a lift. All right. Now I still got the biggest play of the game that nobody has mentioned yet. Well, I won't say nobody. I've heard a few comments. It's not being talked about much. 
It was the single biggest mistake of the game. It was late in the game. Bears are on offense. See if you can figure out what I'm talking about. Uh, and my son David, who's beginning to think like me, he's 15 years old now. He's starting to get a good sports uh, intuition. Intuition and both of us at the same time. Got to compliment uh, Glenview David, my son. Both of us both stood up and were like completely angry. I don't think other people caught the anger of what a big play it was at the time. Any idea, Big Dog, what bare decision I'm talking about to me, the single biggest play of the game? Um, I, I got to be honest with you. I, I'm not sure. Obviously, you're not talking about uh, uh, the B.J. Raji interception return for a touchdown because that was, no. you know, that, no. that's obvious what you're talking about. So I, I'm... I'm not exactly sure where you're going. All right, D. Olson's got his hand raised. Let's see if David is uh, on the same thought process as me and my dysfunctional 15-year-old. That end-around trick play on third down. Close. Horrible. It was a horrible play. Yeah. Is that, is that what it was, Coach? No. But, David, that was horrible. Yeah. They called a timeout for that with the clock stopped already? Was that was that Mike Martz, the, uh, the mad scientist Mike Martz, gone one step too far, Big Doug? Did he outthink himself? David, you're exactly right. I, First of all, you're playing against a defense that is spread out and the and really fast, and you run a, a reverse on them. The play that they called earlier, the, the draw right up the middle, would have been a perfect when, play call for that. When you say earlier, more specifically when? Um, right before they called the That's called, the play I'm talking the about. That's yeah, that, the play, guys, big you, dog. Both me and, and my son David stood up. We're, we're throwing our arms down. We're going. It was Lovey Smith. Don't call the timeout. They had the perfect play set. They could have yeah. gotten the snap off. The Packers were spread out. They had a run up the middle. It was the perfect play for third down, and they called the teal. That big dog was the single biggest play of the game, uh, and it wasn't a play. It was a timeout decision, and I think, uh, yeah, that, uh, not many people talking about That's the one that hit me the hardest. Well, yeah, well, David and you are thinking alike because they ran the reverse and they came back out on the field. But were That's you, at, at the time, were you that angry with the timeout call? Uh, yeah, yeah, I was. I okay. Just, just for honestly, just for the simple fact that you don't call timeouts trailing in the fourth quarter yep. when the clock is stopped. Yep. When the clock is already stopped, you just well, have to go with what no, you wait, got. No, wait, 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 wait. Uh, was the clock stopped? The clock was stopped, coach. Okay. Thirty-second clock was was winding down. That that is true. But they had the perfect play set up, and you could see it develop. I mean, Forte had three, four, five yards first down. Who knows what happens after that? Timeout yeah, call. I threw my hands over my head. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Why did we just. Had, he, he was going to get at least five yards, and the yep. way he was running, he was making people miss. Who yep. knows what happens then? Yep. So. Mm, okay. That's that. That was my one big mistake of the game in the Lovey Smith uh, category. I'm assuming Lovey's the one that called timeout. Anyhow. Uh, Coach, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I got to be quite honest with you. I. I was so upset yesterday after the game. I I drank a little more than I probably should have. Okay, <laughs> luckily I was public transportation all day long, uh-huh. and I didn't even watch the, the Steelers Jets game. Really, uh, I was that distraught. Legitimately, I needed to be held. Wow, wow! Did you do a couple of shots and possibly uh, do the BJ Raja a little uh, hula dance? No, I, I did not do that. And if I see anybody, yeah. you know, it's funny. It's like if BJ Raja tried to do that dance with a hula hoop on, uh-huh. he wouldn't be able to do it because he couldn't even get a hula hoop around himself. <laughs> you have to admit, though, as depressing as it was, it was uh, to watch BJ Raja stomp 12 yards into the end zone with a touchdown interception was, uh, well, I won't call it entertaining because it was depressing at the time. But uh, 
somewhat humorous. And I'm sure we'll be watching a replay of that, what, about 1,500 times over the next two weeks? Uh, I will not watch any television until <laughs> pictures and catchers report for Illinois is playing football. I mean, uh, basketball. Big dog is taking coach. I, I mean, I might watch CNN. I can't put on ESPN right now. The last thing I want to know is, is Cutler hurt? Was he faking? Was he just not tough enough to make it? No, I don't want to hear any of that right now, coach. I'll spend some, I'll, I'll spend some time. I'll get nursed up, and that's about it. That's he's, all I'm going to do in a couple he, weeks. He's hurting, folks. He is symbolic and representative of many Chicago Bear fans out there. You can feel the pain. You can hear the pain. You can almost reach out through the microphone, through the Internet, and touch the pain of a Joel Rodwanski big dog. If I could right now, I'd give you a pat on the back, possibly a massage, or who knows, I might even go one step further. But I feel bad for you, my friend. Well, all that's being taken care of right now, Coach. Really? We speak, yeah. Huh. I'm getting consoled is the best word I can tell you. Apparently, uh, Dave, we got the live webcast on the wrong host at this point. Yes, yes, you I do, I think coach. our ratings would go up if it was over at Joel's place right now. All right, well, so you're getting a little consolation, so all things are not bad. Uh, all right, so you didn't say, are you serious? You did not watch Pittsburgh and the Jets at all? No, I didn't. I, I, uh, I, uh, was actually walking. We went to the train. I was like, I, I wanted to watch football, but I, I every play I watched, like the first, at the beginning of the game, it kind of hurt. So I just, we just mm. left. And I did see the stack. Uh, I mean, I did see Ben Roethlisberger losing the snap in the end zone. And uh, to make it twenty four twelve on the safety, and I was like, "Is this happening again?" Yep. So, what was the final in the in the Jets Pittsburgh game? I honestly, the first uh, AFC Championship game, I have not watched <laughs> since since ni- the nineteen seventies, coach. And I'm not kidding you. I've watched every championship game of both leagues since the nineteen seventies. It's the first time I didn't watch it. Wow. Wow. Twenty four nineteen. Twenty four nineteen. The games were somewhat similar, actually. Where both Pittsburgh and Green Bay dominant. Pittsburgh even more so than Green Bay in the first half. And both of them shut down in the second half. You saw comebacks. Obviously, it wasn't a New York Jet backup quarterback leading the comeback. Matt Sanchez was doing that. But uh, the Jets drove for a touchdown, Big Dog. It took them a long time to do it, though. Made it 24-19. to Pittsburgh got the ball back. Made a first down. And then we're driving for another first down that would end the game. Uh, Jets using their timeouts, third and five. Jets with a chance to get the ball back. Roethlisberger gets outside the pocket. Never let him get outside the pocket. Hits Never. Antonio Brown for a, I don't know, 10, 12-yard completion. Uh, and that was the ball game because then they ran out the clock. So it was a third and five pass that eliminated any chance that the Jets had to have one final drive. Gotcha. Okay. 24. Uh, was the game officiated well? Because I'm not blaming the officials. The Packers are better than the Chicago Bears. I am not blaming the officials whatsoever. There was a heck of a lot of pass interference and holding going against the Bears that I thought was ticky-tack. Mm-hmm. Bears did not get any calls in this game. And it's just, it's just kind of funny that uh, like the ESPN ranks, they, hey, which Super Bowl matchups do you want to see? And of the four, four possible Super Bowl matchups going into the championship games, the Steelers versus the Packers. There's like 55% of the people around the country wanted the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Packers. So I was like, so the NFL got exactly what they wanted. Uh-huh. The two largest fan bases in America, the yeah, Packers yeah. and the Steelers, playing each other in the Super Bowl. So. Little little conspiracy theory here huh, from the Big Doug. Interesting. How about uh, the uh, – It really isn't. I'm just being a yeah. sour grapes right now. I'll yep. admit it. Yep. I'll totally admit it. It's How about the – um, Not a well-officiated game, though. It really was not. That's too bad. I didn't think it was the best. I wouldn't say it was bad. I'd, I'd, 
you know, I, I would have called it okay. I did not like the uh, late in the game, fairly critical call. I forget the exact situation, but Julius Peppers drills Aaron Rodgers, and there was a little bit of helmet-to-helmet contact, but, you know, Peppers is 6'7", and he didn't. he did not lead with his head. He led with his chest. It was a legitimate tackle. Yes, there was some helmet-to-helmet contact. I thought that was a bad call, and again, I forget the specifics, but it was a fairly critical time. It was a third down play that the Packers did not convert, and they the Packers were able to stay on the field for mm-hmm. that coach. That was a big play. And not only did he not lead with his head, the, the helmet like hit, like like he hit him in the chest. Helmet slid up to the helmet. Yep. So it wasn't. It was like helmet. The chest, the helmet. Mm-hmm. It was, it was disappointing. Yeah. At was that time, it was critical because it would have given Todd Collins another opportunity to come out and go for another exciting three and out. Three and out would have been good. At least we can punt after a three and out. <laughs> Throwing it to the other team isn't any good either. All right, big dog. Uh, I'll leave it up to you. We could take a break, or we could sneak in a call before the break. You, my friend, you make the call here on Two Guys in a Mic. Uh, let's go to the caller, Coach. Yeah, big dog is all about the callers. Doesn't care about the sponsors. Doesn't care about the talk zone, what's needed, breaks. It's all about the callers. That's what makes you a popular guy. Out to the phone lines we go, checking in on line number 18. Real quick before the break, caller Jim checking in. Jim, how are you? I'm depressed, Coach. You're who? Depressed. It was sad yesterday. Well, we're already sending flowers to the big dog. We might as well uh, give us your address and the 1-800-Flowers.com. We'll we'll see if we can send some uh, condolences your way also, Jim. Yeah, I'm with Joel. I need to drown my sorrows. It was... It was sad, and you know, no sour grapes. But I thought the officiating was a little one-sided. I really did. That intentional grounding call against us. Oh, I forgot about the intentional Olsen grounding call. Olson was tackled. Call. Olsen that was, was tackled ten Up yards down the field. That was a horrible call. Horrible yeah, call. And, and 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 Olson was tackled ten yards down the field. It, if you don't call pass interference, you've got to call illegal illegal contact, and that penalty don't happen. Period. Yeah, exactly. When I, when I watched it, when I watched it live, I thought it was a bad call by the officials. I thought, yeah, you know, he was, you know, bad, bad pass, but he was legitimately getting it out to a wide receiver. I have to admit, what I watched on replay from a couple different angles, it did look like intentional grounding. So I don't feel quite well, as strong as that one as you guys. But what if you've got, you know, the the illegal contact ten yards down the field? Besides the fact that he tackled him, the defender tackled Olsen. Uh, pass the uh, down the down marker. Um, you can't do that when the ball's in the okay. air. You cannot tackle that guy while the ball's in the air. I did, I did not see that. Oh, it was horrendous. If you watch the replay on it, Olsen is laying on the ground while that ball is in the air okay. before the call was made. Yeah, Big- and speaking of that, they did a good job of making him a non-factor yesterday. That that was one thing the Packers got to tip your hat is the. the not only did they do a good job of going sideline to sideline on Matt Forte, uh, they uh, did a real good job of taking Greg Olson out of the lineup. I thought I thought the Bears did a good job of taking Greg Olson out of the lineup. They didn't hmm. make a whole lot of effort to go to him. And Big Dog, based on what you were saying earlier in the show, I'm, I'm a little worried you've got some illegal contact going on while the show's going on. Yeah, I'm sorry, Coach. Yeah, I actually am. Wow. You know, hey, how about the holding calls on Peppers that weren't called? I mean, I've seen his jersey being pulled all different ways. Oh, you know, it's funny. There was a, there was a huge third down conversion that uh, Rodgers was able to get out of the pocket that Peppers was tackled on. They didn't call it. I don't know how. Both officials who are behind Aaron Rodgers at the time did not see that. It was brutal. It was, he was coming from the right side, so Beluga was the one who did it. And uh, 
it was just, I was like, how could they not have seen Julius Peppers get tackled right in front of Rodgers? Oh, I was screaming. I was screaming. Yeah, you know, exactly, I don't, Joe. I don't know how many they missed. I'm going to say they missed a bunch, but they definitely missed one, and it was a third-down conversion. It was like third and eight, and uh, they, they were able to hit uh, Greg Jennings on a play. It was, it was very disappointing. Yeah, right. I put a thing out on Facebook in capital letters about the officials and how they shouldn't be paid for their non-performance. Yeah, it wasn't the officials but, that uh, cost the Bears the game. No, but that was part of it, okay. I think. All right. That's, that is your opinion, my friend. You are welcome to it, Jimmy. More importantly, more importantly, when the pain subsides, let the joy of reminding ourselves that even though it's five degrees outside, that 26 days till pitchers and catchers report. If you're a Cub fan, this could be our year, my friend. I'm thinking it's <laughs> going to be a bad season there, Coach. Uh, I don't see it happening. Uh, well, we can always root for Northwestern to make the NCAA tournament after that. Big dog, it was closer than the score would indicate. Oh, what was the? It was a rough weekend for us. Wisconsin, uh, Ohio State. Wisconsin beat us by forty-five, but really it was much closer than the score would make it out to be. Oh, so it was it at <laughs> Wells Ryan Arena. Yeah, I was there. It was. Uh, Did you stay the whole time? Left with three minutes left. Okay. Close. It was Wisconsin put on an absolute. Clinic. That's what they did. Northwestern did not play well. Wisconsin was brilliant. I mean, you could any coach out there, youth sport coach, high school coach, pro coach, you could take a film of that game and watch the way Wisconsin played and their fundamentals solid with the fakes, pass fake, shot fakes, spacing the floor, taking good shots, boxing out, getting rebounds. They put on a clinic, big dog. It was impressive to watch, even though I'm a Northwestern fan. So uh, basically, they're going to twist the name of the arena to the Welsh Ryan Arena. <laughs> yeah, they might do that. They, and your beloved line, I didn't fare much better, so don't rub it in. Oh, I'm not rubbing it in. I didn't. I didn't get to see the game. I was uh, getting some acupuncture done by uh, huh? by Doctor Lynn. <laughs> he gave me some acupuncture this weekend, and uh, it was it was awfully good, Coach. Oh awesome. goodness, I don't know which way to go with that. Are, are you? It's almost like your quarterback controversy for next year. Are you serious with the acupuncture? Or? Yeah, yeah, I did. It was the first time. I've been, I don't know, if, I think I may have mentioned this over the years. I, I had a really nasty neck injury back in November of 1992 playing ball. Yep. And it's been bothering me. And, and uh, uh, the nurse was very upset about me, always complaining about it. Okay, and she likes to wrench my neck a lot anyway. So <laughs> it, she basically was like going to the acupuncture place. And, uh, you know, and next thing you know, I just, it, it works, Coach. I mean, I, okay. it's so much better than it was on Saturday morning. So, it's, and you've got a you've got a you got a solid neck. Arguably, your second best body feature is your neck. We've all talked about your calf muscles, but your neck is a uh, is a very close second, big dog. So you got to take yeah, care I, of your your neck. Yeah, you know what? I, I have to. I can't even turn my neck, Coach, wow. or turn my head. It's really bad. So, like people were like, I would ride the bike, and I would just hope. That when I changed lanes, no cars are coming because I couldn't move my neck anyway. If it was a game yesterday, would you would you would you have been able to come out and play in the second half? I just would have had him tape it up, <laughs> tape up the neck, huh? Yeah, <laughs> pop it back into place. Not too tight. Okay, yes. Yeah, pop it back into place. And then, coach, I played with this neck. This is football caused this neck injury, and I yeah. continue to play with this neck injury when I play football. Right, well, yeah, I, I, I would still have been out there, and I will guarantee you. There are 22 guys lined up on every single play in the NFL, and 20 of them have really, 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 really bad necks, and the other two have horrible necks. 
you can't have not have a bad neck and play the name of the game of football. There it Everybody's is. neck hurts. Football analysis like you won't get in any other station, folks. Two guys at a mic, talkzone.com, breaking it down with the neck muscle. The big dog's second favorite uh, or second most impressive muscle. I'm glad you're feeling better, my friend. And trust me, as time wears on, you're bare depression. You'll, you'll slowly but surely get over it. I know it's a tough day for you. I feel for you and your neck. Yeah, and, and I'm going to admit it, losing to the Packers makes it a little bit worse than losing to somebody else. Uh, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, more Bear Packers, Steelers, and Jets. Uh, we'll try to sneak in some of the other things that happened over the weekend, and we'll see if Joel has any other body parts uh, hurting. Back in a minute, TalkZone.com. By the way, thanks to Jim. Caller Jim for checking in. We appreciate that. You can, too, at 888-463-6748. Quick break. Back in a minute. Lines are open for your calls on Two Guys and a Mic. Call 888-GO-FOR-IT. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski, on TalkZone.com. Big dog, I got a new exercise program for you that's been suggested by one of our listeners. Excellent. You know what it's called? Uh, P1X. No, it has a fancy name, but uh, it is... Nicknamed, it's called No Behind, Left Behind. Wow! Thank you very much. We'll send you some of the we'll send you some of the uh, descriptions there. Uh, Big Dog and a Coach on the TalkZone.com. Two guys that a mic obituary day for the Chicago Bears. Here we got to congratulate both the Pittsburgh Steelers and Green Bay Packers making it to the Super Bowl. We'll talk about uh, obviously in the next couple of weeks as that matchup starts to. Reach its pinnacle, the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 40 out in Dallas. I think the Packers right now two-and-a-half-point favorite. Big Dog, I know you, you you mentioned right before the break, losing to the Packers made it that much more painful. But are you – maybe today is not a good day to ask this, but I'll ask it anyways. Can you throw some kudos out to the Green Bay Packers, a team that uh, had a bumpy road through the season, lost their star running back, Ryan Grant, lost their star tight end. What's his name, Jermichael Finley? Michael Finley coach. Very, yeah. very good time. Lost the star linebacker, Nick Barnett. Barnett gone. I mean, the, these guys were gone early. Yeah. And so, lost a couple other, a couple others that, I'm, that I am forgetting about, and they overcame the injuries. 14 players on the IR, coach. How many? 14. 14 yeah. players. So they, they, they somehow found a way, and again, they barely, up to the last game of the season, made it into the playoffs, but they got there. They put it all together, so you got to give some kudos to the green and gold up north. No, 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 absolutely. They're, they're a great team, and and you know they're a team that couldn't run the ball all season long until the playoffs, and you know, and I mean, really, they're, they're an excellent, excellent team. Aaron Rodgers, quite possibly playing the best quarter uh, quarterback in the NFL right now. Their defense is phenomenal. Let's, let's just face it. I mean, they get after the quarterback. Uh, they're very tough to run on for first downs. 
They're a good team, Coach. The Bears got beat by a better team yesterday. Mm-hmm. I agree with statement three. They got beaten by a better team. I agree with statement two that they're a good team. But and this is going to sound a little bit weird, but but just based on the Super Bowl and the excitement for it in two weeks, it would have been better if Green Bay would have like put away the Bears. And, and the same thing could be said for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You want your Super Bowl teams to be uh, really, really good at making a great matchup. But the way that the Packers finished that second half, Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to agree with your uh, disagree with your first statement. He was the hottest quarterback in the NFL. He stunk in the second half. And I'm an Aaron Rodgers fan. But he was brutal, and Pittsburgh went into a shell and barely held on. So it's a little unfortunate, but to me it takes a little bit of the sexiness away from the Super Bowl as he had two teams that were so dominant in the first half. If they would have finished the game that way, wow, what a Super Bowl matchup. Well, like, Two great it, teams, two hot teams, but both teams folded in the second half. It takes a little bit away. I, I don't – well, I, I, can't, I didn't see the Pittsburgh Steelers game, but – I will tell you this. Sometimes all you got to do is get in and win. Yeah, and I, and I we we both yeah you do. And it's more important to win a game than it is to to try to do it fancy and cute. And 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 to be honest with you, at that point the Bears weren't doing anything offensively. So I understand them going into a show. I didn't see that. I didn't know how how much the Jets were getting dominated defensively. So I, I really don't know for on offense when they're if they're getting mm-hmm. dominated by the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. I do know this. Both of those teams can score. The Steelers and the Packers can score. So if just say one of those teams are up by 11 points in the in the fourth quarter next week, they're not going to go into the shell because they're going to know that the other team mm-hmm. can get the ball down the field, take the top off the defense, and score some points. So I, I don't see either one of those teams going into a shell versus each other because of how potent the offenses are. Okay. I, part of it was going into a shell, and part of it is they just played bad. I mean, the Green Bay Packers the did attempt. Give, give the Bears a little credit. They, the defensive line finally started getting a little push and a little yep. penetration in the in the middle of the third quarter and on yesterday. So, mm. I mean, a little bit. The Bears did play decent on defense yesterday. So, at least right. in the second half, they did. So. Right. If you're just joining the show, by the way, a couple of things. First of all, shocking statement from the big dog, Joel Radwanski. Uh, but first, I'll throw out the phone number if you want to join us, 888-463-6748. Bear obituary today here in Chicago. We'll talk NFL football. Maybe sneak in a little bit of uh, other talk, 26 days, so pitchers and catchers report. Um, 888-463-6748. But a shocking revelation. At first, we thought he was kidding, but it's been confirmed by our uh, producer David Olson, and by his massage therapist, uh, who is it again? Soon Lee is working on your neck. He on Kim. Okay. Oh no, my neck. That that's uh, that's Doctor Lin. All right. Well, whoever it has been confirmed that you were serious when you said you're the first to make the statement. The Chicago Bears 2011-12 have a legitimate quarterback controversy. I am shocked and dismayed and somewhat bewildered. That's only if Jay Cutler isn't going underneath the knife. You find out he tore his ACL or an MCL tear or something nasty in his knee. There won't be the only kind of mercy is is he going to be healthy in time. But if he isn't hurt dramatically, all these teammates that got his back and were like, we know he's hurt and all that. I don't know if they got his back next year. So even if he doesn't, it was the biggest game that the Bears have played since Super Bowl twenty, Coach. So, irregardless, he should probably schedule a surgery very soon. Yes, just just go and if he, even if he doesn't, yep. just have somebody go in there and scope it or something. Yep, interesting. 
Interesting. All right. It's the big dog. You never know what you're going to get here, but you're probably right. 888-463-6748, the phone number. Uh, we gave the kudos to the Green Bay Packers. How about, uh, big dog, you're a longtime football fan, the great tradition. You have to give some credit to the Pittsburgh Steelers, who have been so good for so many years, and uh, they're back in the Super Bowl. Mike Tomlin doing a great job. Yeah, Mike Tomlin going down is one of the better coaches in the NFL. I mean, yep. the, the Steelers aren't the most uh, talented team in the league, but then again, they seem to always have stars, and they 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 the very business like coach. And you know, Jerome Harrison or James Harrison. I mean, he just continues to make play after play. And uh, you know, the, the wide receiver position for them, you know, the, Lima Swede doesn't work out. You know, they just get rid of Antonio Holmes and they replace those guys with. Antonio Brown and uh, Mike Wallace, and these, these guys just make plays after plays after plays. And then there's my favorite guy in the NFL that doesn't play for the Bears, Heinz Ward. Yep. He's blocking people all over the field, always making catches on third down. You know, he has one catch for eight yards, and the Steelers win. Mm-hmm. And he's the happiest guy in the locker room. You know, he has 10 catches for 120 yards, and they lose. And, and all he talks about, we got to play better. We got to do stuff to make this team better. Yep. That, that, those, they're true champions over there, coach, the Pittsburgh Steelers. But then again, they also have a, a quarterback that quite, I can't stomach either. So. <laughs> he had a, uh, statistically not a real good game yesterday, but in the first half, he still made plays. And boy, who was the announcer? It was, uh, Phil Sims, getting better and better, by the way. Phil Sims doing a nice job, I thought, the last couple of games. I know in previous years he's kind of had some mess-ups. He's been criticized. I do think he's improved a lot. But he made the point, hey, your Jets, your defensive backs are great cover guys. Okay? Trust them to cover the receivers. Your rush guys, do not let Roethlisberger get out of the pocket and run around, even if it delays your rush a little bit. A little bit less pressure, I thought Sims was right on. Less pressure on Roethlisberger. Let him throw down the field, but don't let him get outside the pocket. And big dog, every big play, the Steelers, well, not every, but most of the big passing plays in key situations, including the last one that won the game for him, Roethlisberger got outside the pocket and made plays. Yeah, and that, that's going to be a huge thing for uh, Clay Matthews and who's ever coming on the other end for the Packers, you know, in two weeks in the Super Bowl. That's, uh, year in, year out, it ends up being the same thing when the Steelers mm-hmm. win is. The, the, the play, they pound the ball at you, and then Roethlisberger somehow gets out of the pocket and makes a big play downfield. And when we're talking downfield, and we mean way downfield, coach, they they're, they're, they throw the ball deep. Yep. He'll, well, who could forget the champion, uh, the game before the semifinal game where he, the heave downfield that helped him win the game 58 yards. It wasn't a throw, he just heaved it. Yeah. But it was a perfect heave. Yesterday was different, though, Big Dog. It was uh, the 10 to 15 yard out of the pocket passes where he hit guys in stride. That's what beat the New York Jets. Yeah, it is uh too bad he's off the field gotta be a you know what coach. Yep. yep. He's working on his image, but uh and I think Phil Sims also said this and they, they addressed Ben Roethlisberger's off the court field problems. They did it in a very classy way, but Phil Sims' final comment, he was right on. He said, Hey, what he's doing now, what his teammates say, what his own words mean nothing. Time will tell if he's gonna change his behavior. That's exactly right. Right? Yeah. I mean, you, you, hey, these guys got the world uh, at, at their feet. There's no reason why you mm-hmm. can't make a little bit of, of personal uh, adjustment, you know, and keep it in your pants, or or not kill dogs, or uh, you know, do cocaine. Yeah. I mean, whatever your thing is that you're doing off the field, Just, you might as well give it up because if you can't play the game of football because of stupid decisions off the field, 
if you can't get your life right, then you really don't deserve you. Just make, you know, like sure, make sure the adjustment is not too personal. Yeah, exactly. And if you're adjusting yourself personally, make sure you do it in the privacy of your own home. <laughs> yes, David. I personally feel he should be under more scrutiny, if not more scrutiny, than Michael Vick. I really I kind of feel like he got a free pass for all this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't mean to bring up Michael Vick in that terms of trying to another shot at Michael Vick, Dave. Just uh, oh no, 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 no. I no, I agree. I mean, and believe me, Michael Vick deserves everything he got. He gets, but he also did time for what he did. Yeah, he you, you know what I mean. Work. And um, Ben Roethlisberger has been accused of some pretty heinous things, and uh, I just I I. I think that just gets glossed over. I really do. I, I firmly and fully agree with you. And that's why I'll probably, yeah, one of my best friends, a diehard uh, Steelers fan, you know, cause I usually would have root for the Steelers in the Super Bowl. I, just because of this whole Ben Roethlisberger situation. And to be honest with you, a little bit of rub at Brett Favre. I kind of want the Packers to win. I do. I'm rather have Packers win the Super Bowl right now. Well, we got plenty of time to talk about it, but just on the face of it, after watching the teams play all season and yesterday, it's by far not the best matchup we've ever seen in the Super Bowl. But I think it's about as even, as close two teams heading into the Super Bowl as I can ever remember. I mean, just two somewhat similar. Both have excellent quarterbacking, hard nosed defenses. I mean, it is it is a real even matchup. At least the way I see it. I'm going to disagree with you. I think this is going to end up being a real exciting Super Bowl because uh, it is a real even matchup, and both of these teams will do what it takes to win, and neither team can put away another team. This game's going down to the wire, Coach. I will be shocked, absolutely shocked, if if, uh, there's a a separation in this game of more than a touchdown at any point. No, I... And there's going to be some points scored in this game. Man... Everyone's like, oh, these are the two top defenses in the NFL points-wise. That means there's going to be points scored yeah. every single time that happens. Yeah, Very no, rarely do you get 13-10. You typically get 27-24 when that happens. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. What I said was, or what I meant anyways, was that it's not the two best teams that we've ever had, but uh, two very even teams, and I do think. It will be a great game. I just think, don't think it's the two most talented teams that we've ever had. But boy, just real, real even when you match up personnel. And it should be. You're right. Uh, a great ball game. Yeah, I, I, I know what you're saying. Yep. I see what you're saying. All right. Now, uh, Vegas is looking to set the over and under on the game, Big Dog. There are people from Las Vegas that listen to our show, particularly for your intuition and knowledge. By the way, I beat the Schmoes this week. You went uh, one and one. We're not even going to count your loss in basketball. We're going to give you one and one. Uh, I went 0 oh and 2. Thank you very much. After a brilliant season, I'm finishing out on a negative note. Big Dog, there might be a quarterback controversy with my team. But uh, if you were setting the over and under for the Super Bowl, pressure on the Big Dog, Vegas people listening, this might be the early line, Big Dog. What? I'm going to mark a number down, see if I can guess correctly. So before you say it, hold on. Okay, I got it. Big dog, what do you think the over under should be in the Super Bowl? Uh, what I, I think it's, and I think it's going to be forty six, coach. Forty six. Okay, I wrote down forty three. By the way, the over and under on the Bear Packer game was right on the line, correct? What was the final score of the game? Twenty four seventeen. Yeah, it was twenty four seventeen, and it was forty two was the over under. Oh, I thought it was forty three. 
Well, yeah, it, it, it ended up. It started at forty three and a half. Okay, but it kept going down. It kept going down. It wow. kept going down. All right. So the people that bet the over collect the money. The pe- the people who bet the under would have won. Forty one. I, I thought you said the the spread was the over under was forty two. The game ended out at forty three. It was twenty four plus seventeen is is forty one, coach. Oh yeah. <laughs> Thirty. Oh yeah. Well, close enough. Can't find if they've got the uh, early over or under posted yet, but Green Bay is favored by two and a half. Yeah, I was a little surprised with that. Again, if the Packers would have played in the first half, second half, like they did in the first half, I would have put the Packers as favorite. But the way they kind of folded and, and Aaron Rodgers proved himself more than human, I'm surprised. Uh, Pittsburgh. Watching both games, I, I would have given a slight, slight edge to Pittsburgh. A slight edge. Yeah. I, I would that it should be a pick 'em. It yeah. really should be a pick 'em. Yeah, I would agree. And with we're that. when people start watching Troy Palomalu highlights over the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. People will start putting their money on Pittsburgh. It'll be even by the time yeah. the game's done. Yeah, James uh, Harrison and the kid Ferrier had a couple of hits. Big dog, you need to watch a replay of that game. Just I was thinking about you and a couple of those hits. Just drilled people. NFL Network will, will replay the game all week. I Goodness. probably will watch that game. Not a big guy. Not a big it'll guy. be just the play. So I don't have to worry about them cutting in and reminding everybody every 25 minutes that the, the Bears were just beaten by the Green Bay Packers. So. <laughs> yes, David. After scouring some very reputable sports books I on the love, Internet. I love when you scour. <laughs> the early total is 45 and a half. Big dog. Right at it. And I will take the over in that forty-five and a half, David Olson. Nice, so mark me done. down right now for for a thousand bucks. Big dog nailing yep. it within a half a point. You you need to be out in Las Vegas making some money, Big Dog. You're wasting your time here in Chicago. I I do believe that I I told you the over under for the Bears Packers game should have been forty, if you, if you remember correctly. Yeah, that's that's, that's what yeah. I said it should have been. I'm telling you, you need to be out in Vegas, Big Dog. Believe me, there's plenty of neck therapists and other massage therapists. In Las Vegas as well. You'd enjoy yourself. Uh, that sounds like a really good idea, Coach. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? Uh, do you know uh, therapist? Do you, do you know that it spells the rapist? Ah, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Just remember that next time you go when your when your wife makes you go to a therapist. <laughs> it was kind of a running joke on uh, Arrested Development. I never saw that that uh, that show. Well, also that and the. Uh, the David Cross character said he was, you know, he was a combination between uh, an analyst and a rapist. So we would write it out, uh, anal, uh, anal therapist, <laughs> but it actually read anal rapist. <laughs> oh, and he had it on his business cards. It was hysterical. Oh. Everybody tells me that's one of the best shows that's been on wow. TV in the last, like, ten years, I'm, and I should watch it. I'm with you, Big Dog. I've never seen a segment of it. Is that who? I don't even know who stars in that. It was uh, Jason Bateman. Love Jason um, Bateman. David Cross, Will Arnett, okay, uh, Jeffrey Tambor. Oh, he's good. Uh, Jeffrey Tambor is funny. Michael Sarah. That's how Michael Sarah okay. got famous. Really? Just through this movie, yeah. Through the show. Uh, it was it. only th- it was only three seasons, and the second two seasons were really short, like only like oh, thirteen episodes. It's over now. Oh yeah, yeah, huh. yeah. I was gonna go check it out. You can check it. out. You could probably rent it at the library. It's a perfect uh, library rental. Uh, it's not in the budget. My library is charging double these days. All right, big deal. We got to wrap it up. We'll talk more tomorrow, my friend. Hang in there. And again, people that want to send uh, condolences, flowers, or better yet, checks, 
uh, to the Big Dog. Email us at Mike2Guys at AOL.com. We'll forward his address, and uh, sympathy cards are certainly appreciated. Big Dog, hang in there in uh, 26 days till pitchers and catchers report, my friend. Uh, thanks, guys. This is, I really needed everything that you guys gave me today. I really appreciate it. Tomorrow we'll break down the uh, possible starting five for the Chicago Cubs. We'll probably just break down, Coach. <laughs> yes, we will. All right, David Olson, our producer, great job again, everybody out there. Hope you had a great weekend. And uh, Bear fans, hey, we will live for another day. All right, TalkZone.com, two guys and a mic signing off. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening.